This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Jim Goodis. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow up 67 points, the S&P 500 ahead by 8, and the NASDAQ is up 64 points. And the work-from-home era has provided a big boost to electronics retailer Best Buy, and we're going to cover that in our next segment. But right now, the report on sales of new homes tops today's data. And we welcome Andrew Bush, the former Chief Markets Intelligence Officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and economist at andrewbush.com here in Chicago. So, Andy, what do these housing numbers tell you? Well, it tells me that the market is still pretty robust. Uh, People still want uh, to buy homes, and they're still clamoring to get them, uh, although prices have come off just a little bit. um, We're still seeing a lot of demand out there. Um, even lumber, which had fallen significantly, is is starting to inch back up. I, I just think it, it's emblematic of demand for consumers. And really from that cohort, we were all expecting the millennials to really start to buy homes and form families, you know, 10 years ago, and it was delayed. Now I think it's all happening at once. And that's what we're seeing in the housing market. So what does this mean for the overall economy that we're seeing this happen? Or is it in fact a bellwether for the economy, or are there other things we need to be watching? Well, certainly housing is very reflective of very low interest rates, right? So that's that's the starting point. And uh, when you have cheap money, it really drives demand for housing. It also shows some confidence in consumers um, about the economy, uh, about jobs. But it also shows and reflects a demand for housing um, away from the central business districts of most cities, out away from that um, to either the suburbs or just low density areas uh, to get away from a lot of the uh, restrictions and and, uh, mandates that come from major cities. You you can think of San Francisco, but I would also offer, you know, obviously Hawaii. Uh, I know that's an island, but that's just kind of emblematic of some of the things that are driving people to buy homes, get more space, whether it's forming a family or just getting away from the central business areas of cities. Andy, what else right now has you looking at uh, the economy yeah. and what's going on? Yeah, I, you know, Friday is a big day because that's when the uh, the governor of the or the uh, chairman of the central bank, uh, Jay Powell, talks uh, talks about what their plans are going to be for for the end of the year and whether they're going to begin this process of reducing the amount of stimulus that's out there. Um, it's pretty much baked in the cake for the markets. They're expecting a, a somewhat leaning towards tapering and what they call tapering when they're cutting back the amount of bond purchases, um, maybe starting at about 15 billion a month in December or January. 
So um, uh, Jay Powell's at the Jackson Hole, the Kansas City Jackson Hole Symposium. He'll speak on Friday. That's a big event for the markets. They're going to be watching keenly what's going on there. But overall, as everyone knows, the economy is slowing in August because of the rise in the Delta variant and because people are shying away from leaving and you know going places on vacation again. And, and there's some shutdowns uh, in different states. Uh, so that's also contributing to a little bit of slower growth. But Friday's a key day. All right, that's Andrew Bush, the former chief markets intelligence officer at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and economist at andrewbush.com here in Chicago. Andy, thanks as always. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Best Buy is among the retailers seeing a rise in sales as people work remotely and spend more time at home. And we're joined by Jan Rogers Niffen, the CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide in New York. So, Jan, it sounds like the continuing pandemic is good news for one of the big box stores, Best Buy. Why is that exactly? Well, you know, they had a huge run last year in anticipation of back to school and working from home at about the same point in time. So they were up against some pretty tough comparisons. And yet it appears the consumer is once again doing a whole lot of work in their home offices and doing a whole lot of work getting ready for the kids being back in school, maybe part back in school, but having to do a lot of things from home. And they're still buying to make that happen. And I don't think any of us thought it could be the strength we just saw. But it was very clear when COVID-D arose that people were going to stop and go, wait a minute, I may need to be home more than I thought I was going to be home, and so might my kids. And they're buying product for that. Now, Jan, how much of this is people going to Best Buy, physical locations, and buying how much of this is online? And we're talking about other retailers seeing a rise in sales. What's the balance like between the online sales and the brick and mortar sales? Well, the interesting thing is, you know, Best Buy has been one of the best competitors online, but now they have seen a significant rise in people actually coming in the store. So the online has continued to be very strong, but we've seen growth in people actually walking in the front door. That's been true for most retailers. Seems to be very true for Best Buy. And the only other player, I mean, we remember Best Buy is the last man standing in the space. There's just really them and Amazon now when you're looking at going through and buying this kind of product, unless you're going, say, direct to Apple. So what does this mean for a retailer like Best Buy moving forward? Can we read anything from what we're seeing now in terms of what Best Buy's prognosis is down the road as it competes with Amazon? Years ago, when Uber Jolie, who took over the CEO spot at the store, said, here are the things we're going to do. I said, this company is a long-term buy as the last man standing, the only successful competitor against Amazon. They have been a long-term buy ever since then. They're still a long-term buy going forward. At any moment, if you can think you get a deal on a Best Buy share of stock, they look like a company that's going to be with us for a very long time. The consumer sees them very positively. They've done a great job rebuilding the store so it's effective, and they've been the only player in the space that's been competitive against Amazon online. So yes, I think they have a, a bright future. I think they've had a bright future since they made their turnaround in Uber Jolie, and the new CEO is doing a great job pushing them forward. I don't see any missteps they've made. What else in retail is interesting to watch right now? Well, I say watch is a good point. It's Walmart, Amazon, Target, Home Depot, or Costco, Home Depot, there, we got watch out of it. Walmart, Amazon, Target, 
Costco, Home Depot. Those guys have all won market share. They're continuing to win market share. They got to be open during the pandemic. They stayed open the whole time. They rebuilt their businesses to, to, for the consumer, and they keep winning going forward, and they just keep gaining market share. Walmart gained market share again this last quarter, and they told us that very clearly, even against the dollar stores. So the guys that had survived and got to be open and had plenty of capital to continue to support the in-store as well as the online and do all the things you have to do, deliver, let you pick up at the curb, pick up in the store. They're winning. And I just named the very best ones in that category. That's Jan Rogers Niffen, the CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide out of New York. Jan, always great to get your perspective. Up next, weighing the payment options of buy now, pay later, and 0% APR. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The payment option of buy now, pay later is gaining popularity, but how does it stack up against 0% APR credit card purchases? Well, here to explain is Matt Schultz, the chief credit analyst at LendingTree in Austin, Texas. So, Matt, which is better for whom? Well, it it really depends if you are looking for, well, if you have really good credit, um, it's really hard to beat a 0% APR credit card simply because a lot of those 0% offers let you go a year or more um, without paying any interest. That's a lot longer than you would get with a buy now, pay later loan. But if you're somebody who's just getting started with credit, doesn't have great credits, um, or you're not really able to get a 0% card, a buy now, pay later loan can work for you too. So it's really kind of just how established your credit is. You know, maybe the buy now, pay later gives you a chance to build that credit so then you can get those 0% APR credit cards? Yeah, a, a buy now, pay later can help you build your credit. But it's important before you sign up for one of those loans, if that's something that's important to you, building credit, um, that you understand because different buy now, pay later lenders have different policies as far as that goes. So if, you, if you're just getting started, something like a secured credit card may be a better choice if you're just looking to build credit. So what is some other advice you have for people about the best way to approach credit, especially right now? Yeah, really, it's it's really important to understand what you're getting into. And with a buy now, pay later loan, for example, the biggest thing that people need to understand is that oftentimes these loans require payment every two weeks. And that's different from what we're used to with monthly payments. And if you don't understand that, that's a quick way to get into paying late. And then that's a good way to wreck your credit. Wow. So it's important to make sure on these that you know the terms and follow the terms because it might be a good deal. But if you if you miss something in the fine print or even in the not so fine print, it can cost you. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a case of what you don't know can cost you with any loan that you apply for, it's really important to understand the details. And with something that's fairly new, um, like a buy now, pay later loan, that's even more important. Thanks, Matt. Great advice. Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst at LendingTree in Austin, Texas. Still ahead on Travel Tuesday, the governor of Hawaii is asking tourists to stay home. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Welcome back to the Business Hour, which is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Jim Goodis, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A legendary rock and roll drummer has died. A special report from CBS News next. On Travel Tuesday, the governor of Hawaii is saying something you probably wouldn't expect to hear from the leader of a popular tourist destination. The price of oil is rebounding after its longest losing streak in several years. On Wall Street, the Dow now up 67 points, the S&P 500 up 8. The Nasdaq is ahead by 62 points. AccuWeather says we're going to have a mix of sun and clouds, and it's going to get up to 92, but with the humidity, it's going to feel more like it's closer to 100. Right now, it's 85 at O'Hare. BS News Special Report. Charlie Watts, drummer for the Rolling Stones, has died. His publicist says he died peacefully in a London hospital today, surrounded by family. Anthony DeCurtis is a Rolling Stone magazine contributing editor. For many people, myself included, Charlie Watts is the greatest drummer in rock and roll. One of the reasons that the Stones have stayed so popular for so many years is their ability to swing. And the reason that they're able to swing is because of Charlie Watts. Watts told Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith back in 2018 that he is self-taught. I learned to play by watching people. If you were playing up there, I'd be watching you how to play they stand the other. Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts, dead at the age of 80. CBS News Special Report, I'm Matt Piper. And a reminder that Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, to listen to WBBM anytime. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Markets in positive territory, and we're joined by Jim Awad, the Senior Managing Director of Clearstead Advisors, LLC, out of New York. So, Jim, your take on what's happening on Wall Street today? 
Yeah, I think there are three reasons for the positive action. The first is the continued momentum from the Pfizer approval uh, that there is a subset of the population that was was um, not going to get vaccinated until you had the final approval, and apparently uh, the vaccinations are going up. At the same time, the Delta virus seems to be peaking uh, in the areas that were most badly affected. So, so that's positive. In addition, uh, the feeling is that because of Delta and and a, a few economic reports that have been softer than expected, that Powell will be um, dovish on uh, on Friday. People want to taper, but investors want to taper, but they want a very gradual, methodic and slow taper, uh, just in case Delta turns out to be worse than expected. And the third reason is the rally in the Chinese stocks, uh, uh, which had uh, hurt technology stocks in the United States last week. So those three, those are the three reasons. Stay tuned for um, uh, Thursday and Friday, the Fed meeting. And uh, then on Friday, we get uh, a big uh, inflation report, inflation number. So let's enjoy it while we have it. About the numbers that have come out, let's start first with uh, home sales. Your thoughts on what those numbers are meaning? Well, last week the numbers were a little bit soft and they got a little bit stronger today. I think the issues are uh, demand is there, but there's a lack of inventory, a a shortage of of components, and a difficulty for builders to, um, uh, to build on time. So the uh, builders are holding back, and that raised the prices, which, of course, <laughs> prices some people out of the market. So housing has probably had its major impact from here, a uh, 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 positive impact. But I think it will, it will remain relatively strong and a contributor to GNP because there is huge demographic demand. Any idea on what we should be looking forward to in terms of earnings? Uh, well, the earnings season is winding down, and it's been awfully good. Uh, in terms of revenues, margins, uh, and and bottom line. Uh, And the outlooks so far have not been too affected by Delta, although those earnings reports were before the recent spike in Delta. And you're starting to see some uh, real-time economic activity, open table, uh, hotel occupancy, uh, soften in areas that are experiencing the largest delta. So I think uh, we've gotten the, the boost from second quarter earnings. We'll have to wait till uh, October to get third quarter results, but so far, so good. Jim, what looks good to you right now? Well, I think uh, actually uh, everything everything will work if the market uh, keeps going, but that since you've had the major positive rate of change and you're going to decelerate in terms of um, uh, growth rate, that uh, uh, growth stocks, uh, uh, enduring growth stocks will do better relative to value stocks. Uh, not to say that value stocks won't participate, but I think the real play here is to buy the secular growth stocks uh, that can weather uh, any any economic uh, scenario, and I think you want you want to buy the mature growth stocks that uh, have earnings in the here and now, the Apple, the Apples, and Microsofts of the world, not the more speculative ones with no earnings. Any others that sort of pique your interest right now? Uh, no, I'm, we are we are more of a um, uh, an asset allocator uh, than a stock picker. But I would say uh, you 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 want you want to go with the standard. Uh, most, most well-followed uh, moderate, moderate PE growth stocks with a smattering of cyclical stocks. Uh, I would throw Boeing into that mix uh, uh, because the economy, I think, absolutely should do just fine uh, through at least the spring of next year. It's Jim Awad, the Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors, LLC out of New York. Jim, thanks, as always, for some great information. Up next on Travel Tuesday, an unusual request by the governor of a top tourist state. 
loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday, sponsored by DiscoverPeoria.com in Hawaii. Governor David Ige is urging tourists not to visit the islands through October due to a surge in COVID cases. And joining us on the McGrath Lexus business line, Joe Schwederman, the professor of public services and the director of the Chattuck Institute at DePaul University in Chicago. So, Joe, I guess Hawaii has gone from 5-0 to no-go, huh? This is uh, indeed quite a story, and we're seeing that uh, uh, Governor Ige has made a a pretty uh, emotional plea to keep tourists away, basically saying, come back later. Think of uh, October or so because of the, you know, of course, the the pandemic. And it's really uh, a bit of cold water on the travel industry because it's – uh, we had seen a nice build for some of the leisure markets, and this is a, a reality check. Does this translate to other markets, too, saying, well, if things are not great in Hawaii, maybe things aren't great where I'm thinking of going? Yeah, I think Hawaii almost fits into that international travel category in the sense, of course, it's domestic. But we're seeing the same patterns there where there's a lot of difficulty for travelers being asked to quarantine uh, uh you know, checking for uh, uh, the virus uh, when you arrive. And that's uh, uh, something that tourists have learned to live with. But now it's clear that uh, much like Europe, uh, the situation there changes by the day. And I think the good news for Hawaii is the summer tends to be pretty quiet there. And things really do start to pick up in uh, in October. So hopefully we'll see that uh, that nice belt leading up to Thanksgiving. So, Joe, what should we as travelers expect moving forward obviously long term is a little tough to predict but short term what should what should travelers be expecting about if they're planning to go to a destination especially one that is overseas such as hawaii or maybe europe you know interesting because these markets usually you have you know lock in with non-refundable arrangements you stay for a while uh they're not you know domestic routes where you can you know in a sense play it by ear and book book hotels the last minute so we're seeing hotels really going overboard uh, in both Europe and Hawaii to give people uh, cancellation opportunities at modest uh, uh, prices and uh, airlines as well. So we haven't seen the airlines respond to this yet if they're going to allow flexibility. I think uh, uh, there could even be some pushback in Hawaii for some of the hotels because it's really been a, a tough go out there. But I do think by late September, we'll have a better sense of uh, uh, whether uh, this long haul travel is going to bounce back. Joe, anything that you can tell us, some good news or good advice or some uh, things that maybe uh, could benefit travelers right now, maybe they don't know about, that could be a good thing for them if they're thinking about heading somewhere? Well, if you look at uh, the airlines, I mean, they're really bullish. Of course, we're in a a, a second wave here, a second variant uh, wave, and the airlines are predicting a really strong build-up. They're adding flights. There's some great bargains out there. And, uh, you know, right here at home, Southwest Airlines uh, is once again putting on these big sales, which we didn't see uh, as frequently. And uh, they're making a case that go ahead and book and you can cancel if you have to. And we're seeing a lot of people uh, uh, act on that. So the airports are packed. And uh, let's just hope people are making smart decisions. And and that's kind of the thing. It sounds like the key right now, if you're going to be traveling, at least in the short term, and, and probably moving forward for a time, is to be flexible and be prepared. Because as as we see here, things can change and change pretty quickly. 
Yeah, they certainly can. And uh, the fuel prices are inching up a bit, but airfares in general are, are not going. You know, we had a, a, a surge, pardon the term, in June of airfares way up, rent-a-car fares uh, prices were way up. They've all come down again. And so uh, there are some bargains out there. And we've learned from the pandemic that travelers no longer want to sit on the phone for 90 minutes begging for a refund. They want that belt right into the uh, uh, the websites in which they book. And, and the airlines and the hotels and rental cars have learned. And is this something that down the road someone might say, you know what, you gave me a hard time on this refund. I, I don't think I'm going to use you in my travel plans in the future. <laughs> You know, I back in uh, years ago when I worked in the airline industry, when the non-refundable fares came up, it just really seemed to be uh, overly stringent. You know, United and American and Delta were you know, charging upward of $175 to change your ticket, uh, no exceptions. And they've all come down and have much more flexible models now. And I think that's much more in tune with our lifestyles. And unless you're on a basic economy ticket, you know, changing your ticket now is fairly easy. And uh, uh, most of it can be done online. And, of course, Southwest has long been a leader in that sort of, uh, you know, online uh, ticket-changing capability. That's Joe Schwederman, the professor of public services and director of the Chattuck Institute at DePaul University. Joe, as always, great advice and information. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday. And still to come, the price of oil takes a jump. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Oil prices up for a second day following a week-long losing streak. And let's update the energy markets with the help of Phil Flynn, the senior market analyst at Price Group and Fox Business News contributor here in Chicago. So, Phil, what's going on with oil? You know, I think you can call it the comeback kids, right? You know, uh, last week was a disaster when it came to oil prices. Everybody was pricing in the end of the world. You know, they were worried about uh, the the spread of the COVID, uh, concerns about the Delta variant shutting down things in China. But now the mood has changed a little bit. We got good news out of China uh, that the uh, the cases of COVID have basically gone to zero, according to them. And we're seeing signs that some of the ports they shut down because of COVID are reopening. In India, where the Delta variant really began, we saw that their oil demand really hit the highest level it's hit in three months. So I think the market is getting beyond the concerns about demand destruction and are now focusing on a, a rebound in demand that will be a lot stronger than people thought it was just last week. So now the question I imagine is supply. Is there going to be enough or are we going to not be able to keep up with this increasing demand from countries such as China and India? Jim, I think we're going to have a problem on the supply side. And, and I think a lot of focus has been on the demand side that everybody forgot there's two, two sides to this coin. And, you know, we've seen a real lack of investment in traditional fossil fuels. We're seeing production levels not go up. And uh, we basically see the control of the market to OPEC. Plus, and they're supposed to meet uh, next week, September 1st, to talk about uh, raising production. And we don't think they're going to. In fact, we think they may even pause their production increase that was expected because they're concerned about the COVID situation. So what does that mean looking forward for generally energy prices and specifically perhaps what uh, you and I might be paying when we pull up at the gas pump? 
Well, you know, the good news is is that the summer driving season has ended, and so we'll see, you know, that we don't have to buy those summertime blends of gasoline. That's good news. The bad news is it's going to be a lot higher than it has been in past years. I still think there's upside risk in the price of oil. That means that gasoline prices are going to continue to stay strong, and especially here in the Chicago area, I think we're going to see those prices stay very strong. So don't look for a big break at the pump, maybe a couple pennies down, but I think think that this little dip in price is going to be short-lived, and we're going to see high prices for the rest of the year. That's Phil Flynn, the senior market analyst at Price Group and the Fox Business News contributor here in Chicago. Phil, as always, thanks for your perspective on energy prices. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.